y'all. This is Books the Bills podcast, a podcast for the young professional. It's your girl, Erica, hailing all the way from Atlanta. Hey, Erica, how you doing? It's everybody's favorite staff member, um, Shaq, checking in from uh, the beautiful state of Florida, the one that they done opened up in the middle of the coronavirus, so. Ooh, y'all got to be the dumbest. Nah, Georgia. Uh, tell me about it. Them people, child, them people out there at the beach like they ain't never seen a beach before. Oh, no, that's a nightmare. Um, But anyway, mm-hmm. this is Perfect Patty hailing all the way from Tyler, Texas, and I just got notification that I will be working from home until June 1st, at least. Damn. Now, but Georgia getting ready to open up the bowling alleys, the gyms, the salons, the restaurants, all this all happening between Friday and Monday. Are you serious? Not exaggerating. See there. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm so happy to see y'all's faces. Today I was working at the hospital, so... You know, had to get some things under control before I left and came, got myself together. Shout out to Nikki, who made the tofu pad thai tonight. It was delicious. Amen. Okay. Yes, chocolate chip cookies are in the oven as we speak. Amen. I'm going to make cookies. Really? We found yes. these mini chocolate chip cookies, and we each just, like, have two, and we done. Oh, I wasn't planning on being having that much discipline about it, but now that y'all said that, I'm going to definitely think about it. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of ruined the mood, Jasmine, My with this bad. discipline. I mean, You're just supposed to say cookies and leave it at that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying. The only cute. time you count your cookies is when you go to Great American Cookie and they $10. <laughs> Every other time you just eat them. Well, don't count your cookies. Some good old mall cookies. Yeah, they're just, now they be, you know, fine, but they high. See, that's why you they take are. your behind down to Tiff Treats. Yeah, ain't nothing like a mall cookie. I mean, Tiff treats are good. Don't get me wrong. Uh-uh. Tiff treats, it be warm. You can get you some milk and cookies, okay? I, no, I get it. Tiff treats is good, but mall cookies are in the class of their own. If you're in the right mall, and you know, you got to specify because if you're in a mall probably in y'all's, well, and closer to y'all, so like Dallas and Atlanta, you probably are, and probably some of the bigger cities in Florida, you're going to have some good cookies. But if you go to the mall in little, you know, little old Pine Bluff, Arkansas, which is real close to my hometown, it used to be called Great American Cookie, but now it's called, you know, it's just like no, somebody, it's, it's say cookies. It's just cookies <laughs> is the name. And the, and the menu is sponsored by Coca-Cola because it got the little, pe- you know, the little dots, you know, where the oh, letters poked onto the menu. Shaquille. He, he said, so now done. it just say cookies. cookies. They probably got the batter from Walmart, but I'm just saying, you know. It ain't great American cookies. It's just cookies. You know, um, let us support small businesses. Okay. Please. In times such as now, that's what we need to. We shall. Yeah. Don't I will say I just from cookies. I guess I just be. I have had a different standard for what the mall cookies is gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my standard of cookies at at the mall have exceeded my expectation every time. So, uh-uh. y'all, out the town I, east. Oh, you the hood mall. Hold up, no. Town, this was not the hood mall. Redbird is the hood mall. No, okay. Get it the, correct. People people don't know about Redbird right now, okay? But they did used to be the hood. Okay, and that's because it's the hood mall. But since Redbird left, Townies just swooped on in and took the trophy. Yeah, it's the hood mall. No. I did see somebody on Facebook just talking about how, like you said, the malls was leaving. How it was like, she was just reflecting on her memories growing up and what they used to do at the mall, you know, she's a teenager. And my dumb ass, I ain't go to the mall as a kid because it was too far from my house. I mean, I went, but not like, not just hanging out with my friends. But I done got emotional. 
I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, dang, they probably used to have so much fun in the mall. And I'm like, that ain't my experience. But yeah, so I see that for lots of people I hear that that mall experience was was unmatched when you were a teen. That's what I hear for them city folks. Y'all agree? Oh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, the mall series. Mm-hmm. You get dressed up to go to the mall to be looking. You would go to the mall for your birthday. Yes, yes. We used to uh wear the shoes out. <laughs> you get you some new shoes, some tennis <laughs> shoes, and put them on. And wear them out. Mm-hmm, we did. Oh, that. I used to look. It don't matter. Mall, Payless, Walmart. It don't matter. If I got something, a shirt, a skirt, a jacket. Oh, y'all, Payless. I feel like Payless over time has gotten worse, though. They closed. Did it get worse or did our standards just get higher? I mean, it's done with now, but you know. <laughs> I think that Payless used to be the spot, okay? I agree. I mean, I had a pair of Shaq's tennis shoes from Payless, you know. <laughs> Um, but I mean, so that I feel like that's still low on the totem pole, though. Get you a get you a nice Easter heel from from get Payless. You a nice little church heel, a nice professional pump. Okay, yes, from Payless. <laughs> and then they got too they got too big. They started bumping up them prices, and we said, "Oh no, no, mm-hmm. we will I'm not." Like, Shouldn't nothing in Payless cost forty nine ninety nine? Okay, that's paying more. Mm-hmm. But Payless used to be it, honey. Yes, they bags used to be cute. Mm-hmm. They had little sandals. You know, I like me a nice Birkenstock. You know, I used to get them from, <laughs> from Payless. Yeah. But nowadays, I feel like nobody would... It, it, well, I mean, I know that there are some people who go to Payless. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be all classes and shit, but I just feel like when nobody look back on their days two years ago and say, we was in Payless to get our little pumps for church. Like, I just don't think that anybody go there anymore. Well, Clearly, because they closed they as a closed, business now, so somebody going. stopped. Yeah. I just feel like Payless just got the short end of the stick because, honestly, I know they used to say Payless shoes bust your feet. They, uh, no, <laughs> uh, no. Payless shoes ain't got no grip. They make you fall and bust your lip. Hey! <laughs> I, I never had that happen to me. My Payless oh shoes my held up. I didn't have no problem with my Payless shoes. And Payless was a great place to go get some shoes that was in style right then for, you know, Yes. Yes. Uh, These had them air walkers. Girl, don't get me started. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Did you, Erica, and this is for all my Dallas people, did you used to go to Big T? Okay. So we didn't go, I didn't go to Big T that often, but I am, I am very much so familiar with the Bazaar experience. We went to the Bruton Bazaar. Yes. Garland had a Bazaar too, and it was like nice. You get whatever you, Man, you get your speakers, you get furniture, you get some beauty supplies. A prom. <laughs> Shaq, did y'all, did they have bazaars? <laughs> no, I don't know what that one is, but you know, like, I'm talking about, I'm real, real country, though, you know. So I don't know what this one is. A bazaar? Uh uh. We had looking goods and super bad. <laughs> super bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking good and super bad. They was right next door to each other. I wish y'all could and see how run- Fran did his shoulders. Super bad. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got you got because that's what you was gonna be doing when you walked out, baby. Let me tell you, you was gonna have your pinstripe suit when you walked out of there. Not a pinstripe. And your and your twenty nine ninety nine shoes was gonna be Stacy Adams alligator print. I'm telling you, you was gonna be fresh when you walked up out of there. That sounds like K and G. K and G, yes, <laughs> yes. Get you a nice pantsuit or a big and tall. You heard <laughs> Y'all oh, <laughs> memories make me feel fine. Yes. Jasmine, bring us back. 
Cause we okay, we going okay. down memory Cause lane. Cause we done went all the way down memory lane. Right, and the speed limit is eighty five. Okay, back down memory lane. Back down memory I saw lane. I photograph. It really made me laugh. Look at there. Look at there. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. You better sing. Um, let us see. Okay, y'all. So. Anybody have any um thing to say or any feedback from our previous episode? Um, I ain't really had any feedback on that one. But I have had feedback about us. Uh-oh, come on. So it kind of came from the last one, but then it was more so a couple episodes leading up to it. So and I so my friend slash sister, like day one, Shana listens, she's a, a books of bills colleague. She's a faithful. And she can sense that I'm that. Well, let me say, she knows now through what what we be saying on the podcast that I'm bossy. And because I'm bossy when I'm at home and I be telling them that I'm only bossy when I come home. And now they said no, because you're on the <laughs> podcast. And so mm. she pretty much read me in the um in my phone. I mean, excuse me, in my inbox the other day, just kind of joking about that. But shout out to Shania because she is a faithful colleague, but I still don't think I'm bossy. And if anybody disagrees with that, I'm not interested in hearing your opinion. Thank you. Shout out to you, Shania. Hey, girl, we here. Hey, girl, we, we here. here. Pray for us because we're dealing with that one. <laughs> um, Because let me tell y'all what happened. So we are trying to set up for the podcast, set up for recording. And I'm trying to sneak in a meal before we, before we get started. And Shaquille... Uh, muted me on Zoom, and I said, "Now, wow. don't you start them bossy tendencies, okay?" Ooh, <sighs> my blood is boy. <laughs> really? Are you gonna tell the whole story? I'm gonna tell it, y'all. She had walked away to another room with her AirPods in, and we could hear that conversation. So I muted her. I need everybody on social media right now to tell me if that was one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love, boo. It's all love. At Shacklow. I do want to say that I have had many ass nurse J's. And so I'm very excited to get to that department because um, it's been nice, you know, seeing y'all in my DMs, asking good questions, asking for advice and recommendations. So I look forward to that. Well, shoot, at this point, they can ask Nurse Jack, you know, do you have a temperature? Do you have chest pain? Are you coughing? <laughs> you know, I can figure out if you got Corona. Don't get me wrong. Ask Nurse Shack. Nurse Shack. We're going to put you on a call center to screen the clients, okay? Right. But see, I ain't going to fool with them now. And I'm going to tell a <laughs> um, I'm a person, a podcaster person. I'm going to tell a help. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I ain't going to fool with them. I ain't going to fool with them. I ain't going to touch them now. That's, that's what I ain't going to do. Erica, anything from you? I'm going to do you no. like you do us. <clears throat> Y'all are hypocrites, so <laughs> that's what I have. <laughs> Cause I'm and I and I was being a bigger person. I I felt it when she said the first time they was, they went off on me when I did it. But I'm not gonna say nothing. Cause I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go high. You gonna go high? And that's why I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna be up here. Y'all okay. be down here. I'm gonna be up there. Well, today is four twenty one. I was so, about to say speaking uh, of speaking of high. Did you guys um enjoy your Monday? I enjoyed my Monday. Chop. I was so inundated with work that I just oof. Oh no, friend. That's terrible. That's horrible. Went to bed early yesterday. Oh, no. You're supposed to stay and enjoy. Now you're lying. Didn't so much as even have a glass of wine. <gasps> no sangria in Definitely your cup? Definitely lying. Nothing. 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 So keep me lifted in your prayers. Amen. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Amen. I'm pretty sure I talked to Shaq at 11.30 p.m. Y'all y'all favorite yeah. staff member over here lying. You're a liar. You're a cheater. 
deceiver, heartbreaker, and I won't let you back in my life. So I'm taking a what? The house, the car, the kids, the what? The dog. Oh, I want it all. Yes. All of it. <sighs> anyway, I just miss y'all's presence. Well, if you're looking to get any of that shit from me, you ain't gonna get it because I ain't got none of it. <laughs> I'm so done. I ain't got no house, no car, no kids, or no dog. <laughs> Jasmine. You look like you got them bean pies. <laughs> <laughs> y'all favorite staffing was acting up today. And ain't. Hmm. All right, so let us get to the get us to the main topic over here. Um well I hope everyone had a wonderful Monday afternoon amen so we are i think the last episode we spent a lot of time talking about covid and how it has changed our lives and you know express some frustrations with it and just kind of learn how to roll with it so this episode we really want to take time out to discuss what does our future look like because of covid and because of its effects and so i kind of i want to start with Shaq. Just because I'm very interested in how social life will change, because that is a big part of what we're missing right now. Um, so come on, Shay. Wait, before we get to that, I do want to just mention two quick things. Did y'all see uh, the, the Babyface versus Teddy Riley? <laughs> I did not, but I hear like, I see all the kind of memes and stuff. Well, first of all, you have missed a complete shit show and the complete best show of your life all in once because Teddy Riley couldn't. For the life of him, get Instagram figured out, oh, and so baby. they had too many people, and they still didn't have enough. So like it was just a problem with that. But the music was so good, and so I want to talk about that socially. And then the other one was well, there's a couple more. But did you see the Clark Sisters movie? No, Jasmine, I told you last week to watch that. <laughs> well, let me ask Nurse Jay, what the word you been doing? Friend, I've been working. Working. Oh, she 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 is one of the essential. I'm personnel. essential. <laughs> What you mean what I I've forget. been doing? I've been tooling in my thumb. <laughs> folks, folks still getting sick. Folks still having babies. Yeah. So you're right. And, you're and right. probably going to be some more because everybody hunching. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of corona babies. Ooh, you ain't even lied. So if you if you get pregnant, okay, what, what if you get pregnant when you got coronavirus? Does that mean your baby going to have coronavirus? Or does it mean they're automatically immune for the rest of their life because they built up when they was in the womb? Mm-hmm. Very good questions. Y'all tune in to Jasmine's one-on-one. <laughs> amen but anyway so jasmine to to go back what you said it's funny because in terms of social life i feel like it's interesting right now we i found myself simultaneously more connected to people than i have ever been but at the same time so disconnected and so i'm interested in in talking about with y'all what is that going to look like because for example you know i work at a school and a lot of people think you know, there are two sides of this this philosophy. Some people think that when our students make it to school, because they've been robbed of so many experiences, they're going to immediately be social and just have a longing to connect with other people. The other side to that argument is, oh, well, because they've been so disconnected so long, they've gotten used to it and this is what they're accustomed to. And they're not the biggest changers in certain, you know, in terms of personal things. They impact society as a lot, is what I'm saying. But anyway they're going to want to just continue being siloed and in their own spaces and things. What do y'all think that's going to even mean for just us? Ooh. What do you think people will do? I think that people are that way anyway, right? Like extroverts versus introverts is what I'm hearing. And so I think that Corona has 
forced us to um, adapt our things so that introverts can also have some type of social interaction on their own terms. And so I think more people will be comfortable with saying like, no, I don't want to go to that. Like, I'm not going to go to a concert, but I'll watch it from the comfort of my home. And there's other people that are like, I want to go to the concert. I got to be there in person to feel the vibe. You know, everybody's different, but I think we will definitely accommodate. Who ultimately wins? Because at they some point, do. yeah. They both win. So do you think like we still have these big social things, but provided it's basically like TV. So you still have the concert going on, but we just going to live show it on TV. Right. Or maybe even people... This is just off the top of my head, so it could be foolish as hell. But what if people even just, like, think of a hotel room, think of each room being some sort of, um like, entertainment where you can yeah. rent that room out to go see the Beyonce concert, but the room is optimized for, like, a concert experience. Oh, shit, don't give away no other ideas. Mm-mm, that's a good one. Don't you say I ain't, Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that would be nice. Like, this room is set up for... What? Get it started, E. Yes. I was like, yeah. when it was, I was like, it just came to me and I was like, I feel like it may be silly, but then I saw how y'all vibe with it and we need to call some investors. Yes. Write it down. Make it plain. The Lord said without a vision, the people perish. I mean, that's very true because that could be a, that could be where we have come to where we are all about enhancing the remote experience yes because i think that's kind of happened to that's that's happened a lot with sports anyway if you think about as a person who's big into sports a lot of people just want to sit at home and watch the game because you get the replay you get the commentary all that stuff that you don't get if you go free food in the crib (laughs) or the exact food that you know you like and the temperature so i do think we will see a lot of people investing in the remote experience whatever that means Mm mm-hmm And I think the other piece, too, is just like, again, I don't think it has to be a competition of who wins. I think this now, like, hopefully empowers people who maybe are extroverts. If we want to use those two people, extroverts, to, like, reach out to their introverted friends and be like, hey, you know, maybe you think, like, oh, they didn't get a chance to come out today. Or maybe they didn't feel comfortable leaving the house. But maybe they'll feel comfortable having a Zoom movie night with you. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a great option. Or maybe we'll just take advantage of using Zoom and everything when people are just indisposed or sick just because they got a cold or something. I do have um, a little quick, real sweet story about Netflix. So, um, you know, Nikki and I were dating long distance for a long time before she decided to move to Texas. When I say a long time, hell, not, it ain't, wasn't even a year. Let me stop playing. So, um, she set up Netflix dates. Did you know you could do that? Yeah, what you mean? Like, she can, she goes in and picks the movie and then invites you to watch the movie with her. And so the movie starts at the same time. Oh, like Netflix party. So Netflix party been around? It been around. Yeah, it's been around. I so that was like a little cute date night. But yeah. So if if somebody pauses, does it pause on both computers? Yes. Yes. And you can comment on the sides. Yep. We did a movie mm. day at work um a couple of weeks ago and we watched a movie through Netflix party, but I thought that was a completely new thing that Netflix had just dropped in the wake of COVID. No. I feel like people been knowing that we were going to transition to this virtual space. And so they've been preparing like Netflix had that already. Um, and so when they like co- Netflix was perfect for COVID because you, you at home, you know what right. I'm saying? So yeah, that was just my take on it though. And yeah, 
I just have so many thoughts just in terms of what this is actually going to do for us or what are we going to walk away from learning? Because like I said, I feel like I'm so connected to people, but I don't know about y'all, but I think right now I am. And like, kind of like we talked about uh last staff meeting, I'm too connected to some stuff. So like I got a lot of text message groups and stuff happening. And I think I'm the type of person that I would have like feed more from in like seeing you in person and stuff, because that's only so many people that I can see in a day. There's only so many interactions that I can have. And therefore I can recharge my brain to get me back to where I need it. But on my phone, I feel like it's overload because everybody is coming all at the same time. And that for me has been a struggle. Have y'all seen that? Or like anything like it? Have you noticed? I mean, that's the prime reason, like all jokes aside, why I left that group that you initially put me in Shaq. Like, I already didn't feel like I was connecting with the group and nobody did anything. It was just like, I, I feel like they all know each other and I'm the one outsider. And honestly, I just wasn't in, interested in like, I was like, let them have a thing. And so that's the reason why I left it. Funny enough, like I was telling uh, some of my friends the other day, I was like, I, I was on the phone and I heard my phone buzzing, but I wasn't paying attention to it or whatever. Obviously, I was on the phone and I came back and it was 101 notifications on my phone. And I was like, this literally gives me anxiety. And some of them just didn't understand and they didn't make fun, but they were just like, no, you over there sleep or you just don't be watching your phone. I'm like, no, when I see this, all I want to do is clear this out. I don't give a I don't give a rat's ass about the conversation no more because you didn't just blew my gasket. So that's why I mute groups. I don't want to be in groups if I don't need to be in them. And honestly, I just learned to take my time in responding because it really can get overwhelming. And I've also not been on social media that much for that very reason. I have turned off my notifications because that brings me anxiety, like the constant like. And then if it, it gives you a feeling of like you can never keep up because it's always a notification coming through. So I've just turned them off. Like if I'm supposed Same. to know, then I'm supposed to know. And if you need me, you know how to reach me. You know what I'm saying? You know where I'm at. Um, because it's just not worth it. And it slows down your productivity because you're, const- you're constantly looking at those notifications while you're trying to get work done. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah. So just in general, I'm interested to... I know that we got lots of theories about what will happen. Like I know because a lot of people saying as soon as they open the restaurants, I'm going to brunch. So maybe it'll be a good medium where, you know, like it's like, well, aside from the people that's going to take a few months and let this shit die down, because I ain't going out right then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we are back to normal, hopefully that is sometime before it get cold. You know, when it's when somebody invite me to brunch, oh, I'm going. <laughs> so. I do enjoy getting access to people that I normally wouldn't like they're forced to go on live. Um, and so I'm like, oh, that DJ that I like in Cali, like he going live. I get to like party with him for a little bit. It, it's just mind blowing. Um, and it's really enjoyable. I mean, it's just like Babyface and Teddy Riley. Oh, Friend, they broke the Instagram record of people online. Did they really? It was at least five. At one point I saw at 509,000 people watching that. Wow. And it would have been more than that had they gotten it together on Saturday and actually went through. But yeah. So, people, you're right. You can just key right on in to something you want to see and just have it right there. Yep. Have a nice experience. And I ain't got to pay no VIP package ticket. Okay? Mm-hmm. But we know that, like, money will become a big thing with all of these things eventually. Because I remember thinking a long time ago, I'm like, if they can release movies in a the movie theater, why can't they just release them and I just buy it? You know, obviously, they're not going to sell it to me for the price of one ticket. Maybe they, maybe I got to pay $20 for it or something. And that's exactly what happens now. And so me and my friends watched Trolls Universe, and it was $20 to rent it. Dang. 
And it Remember was after the same time like it was in well, it would be it would it's going to be much cheaper when it's no longer in theaters. But that was the price you pay as though it was like released in theaters the same day. Oh, it wasn't okay, like you. it was a brand new movie, like just dropped in 2020. Wow. Oh, now so they just upcharge you. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's fine. It's cheaper than what I would pay when I go to the movies. Because, again, me and my friends split the ticket 20 divided by three. And we had our own snacks, had our own everything. And so. It was fine. And you were probably more comfortable because you didn't have to think about... So what's going to happen to the movie theater? I mean, the, we can't go in there. Well, yeah, the movie theaters, they gonna, they might they might not... Well, they'll come back, but they might be some of the people that's... I think they're going to come back because there, there were a lot of big titles, such as Mulan and another big movie that was supposed to be coming out that were postponed. So I think those I think the big films that people who are really, really into films that people are waiting on that either would have been out or are coming out over the summer. I think that movie fans will keep the movie theaters alive. OK, but I, what if because I could see the streaming services starting to do it too. think about like if Disney about to put out a movie, I could easily see them saying, well, this movie is brand new and, you know, everybody going to fall in love. And then they say, we're only releasing it on Disney Plus. Yes. So you can log in and see it from this period on Disney Plus or each user got one time to view it on Disney Plus. You know, and then you're going to get more people to subscribe. I see it happening. I see it happening both ways. And if I feel like if the movie theaters come back, I think it's going to be either short-lived or it's going to be a constant, like, trying to figure out a way to make that such a, you know, exclusive experience. But the movies have been around for a long time. The movies have survived a lot when you think about, like, that kind of movie. So... Yeah, that's true. Like you said, they have been through a lot. They've already reduced the amount of people that are in the movies and they're still as successful. So, yeah. My turn! Education. So... I don't know. Uh, obviously, I work in education, kind of. I do and I don't. Um, and we've had so many conversations just like in the first week. We were actually doing like this little project or something for work via Zoom. It was like a really quick come up with an idea in 90 minutes type thing. And as we were thinking about the idea, I mean, it, it was obviously related to serving students at multiple institutions, but we just started thinking like, Obviously, we started thinking through our idea as though our students were there and none of this stuff was going on. But as we just talked about more and more things, we realized like, dang, if all students, if all schools are online, what makes Harvard different from a University of Texas or University of Texas different from a DCCD, a Eastfield community? Like what really differentiates them? Like, are they going to send... Well, you got to think about it, too, because, right, a faculty member could technically work at many schools. So you can't say that it's just the, the teacher. Right. And I do think, you know, it would be a slow transition. But nevertheless, at some point, there is going to be virtually no difference unless these schools finna produce this specialized technology that they mail to the students to set up. And I just can't see that even being practical, you know? And so we were talking about that and... Also, just talking about, like, what does it mean to, like, graduate now? Like, what does it mean to have that student life aspect to college? That's the big thing I thought about. Like, if all I'm doing is going to class, how do we facilitate student organizations? How do we facilitate Greek life? Where does Greek life go? Like, how do, like, how do we student development, how do we do student development 
from this way. I think there's a lot of ways we can, but there are a lot of all that supplemental experience that you get on the college that I just don't know how that translates over the computer. I really don't. And I will say, just seeing it at this point, y'all, people are struggling. This The type of shit I've been seeing people across higher ed in general trying to do with people on Zoom, I'm like, I get it, but y'all really struggling. <laughs> y'all, I honestly think that we're going to see value in like a university go way, way down. Because if my if I'm so versed in midwifery, I can open up my own school and charge membership or whatever, train you doing this program. And I'll, what, what do I need a university for? Y'all just come to me, take my course, and uh, issue a certificate or whatever it needs to be. I don't need the big universities for what? And especially because it's at the universities where you see all uh, most of that supplemental education. So if you... And I'm not saying it can't be done. I could see to some extent similar to how universities will. I'm going to use LSU just because I it's very special to LSU, but they'll have crawfish boils all throughout um, the country. They'll travel literally to different places and set up crawfish boils. Um, it's, you know, just to recruit and bring together back alumni. I mean, I could see a university then just like remotely organizing these groups to maybe say, okay, this is the, I'm going to use University of Houston, most city group, everybody who live over here and go to online class over here, here y'all basketball team, here y'all intramural science team. I mean, it could be done. Y'all call me. I, I'm done consulting. That was okay, a free consultation right there. <laughs> I okay, wanted to this, say, don't give friend, me no you really own it today. This is they your second business you. idea. They don't okay, deserve so call your me. greatness. But, no. McGraw, call me, okay? <laughs> call Y'all call me. Campus Labs, Beacon. Who else for that? Call them out. Call them out. Okay? Yeah, McGraw-Hill. Okay, Pearson. Come on. Pearson. Oh. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since nah, you yeah, said I that, think... it is, is in my head. It's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I think in general, like, yeah, I think college changes. I do think another big thing that will happen. I think in general, what we're seeing with this pandemic is is shedding a light on the inequities in a lot of ways. Um, of course, of people but just in education and work and pay and accommodations for people with physical disabilities and accommodations people with non-physical disabilities. I mean, like we're seeing that things can be done. And so I think for education, it's really, I hope, hopefully we'll erase a lot of that classism that happens. Oh, mm-hmm. I went to Harvard and it's just like on a Dell, on a MacBook. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? And don't get yeah. me wrong. I think people bring value. So I'm, I'm, I would love to, if you want to learn from a particular professor, I think there's value there. But at the end of the day, you ain't walk the Harvard halls or granddaddy walks because they don't exist anymore. So like college just had to have a different meaning. Yeah. I think that's just interesting too. Yeah. I think, yep. Erica, I compl- dang, that was an interesting word for it. I just had, but yes, Erica, I agree with you um, that all of that stuff will look different because and I always say this to working at a university is many people don't know what actually happens at a university. Like they all think that we are all just classes because they don't They're like, what? Why is this? Why is that? Most of what makes up a university is not its classes and people don't understand that. And so 
Now, with all of that stuff being shut down, everybody is at the same playing field of just classes. And so now there are no differences. Just education. Think of what this does to student athlete, student athletics. It's crazy. I mean, we could, I'm pretty sure somebody in the field is writing a phenomenal book right now. Well, it, it'll just all be on. Yeah. It's going to be so many books, though. Oh, Lord, we ain't going to know what to read next right. in the next five, ten years about this. But it's going to be some interesting stuff to pop up after this in every field, you know. Woo. Y'all, I don't know. Mm. I I would hope that COVID has a positive impact on the healthcare system because we in trouble, Okay. Clearly, like as evident by the current state of the system and it it just falls short. And so um, I'm going to be speak like speaking from a rural, rural area lens of like we have not had what we've needed in a long time, including quality care. And now that we're going to a virtual space, like people have access to people and doctors and specialists that they didn't have before. And so I definitely see healthcare um, changing in that aspect and hopefully becoming better because now we've exposed that we expensive for no reason. Mm. Um, and that people are suffering because we are not um, willing to change. So, Jasmine, did you see that article prior to this COVID outbreak? Did you see the article talking about, and I should have sent it to you, um, Walmart is going into the medicine field yes. and how they are going to. What are your thoughts on that? And and interesting to see that post-COVID, if we ever get there, what that will, like with the need of healthcare and different things. Because I also see, like as bad as this is, I could see this also being some type of terroristic ideas moving forward because if you can stop a society through something like this i can see more people starting to try to do this oh definitely Mm -hmm. so what do you think that push for those local walmart walmartized if you will my healthcare my okay Uh, jasmine can you elaborate on it i don't have no context for what y'all talking about well the it the one side of it that i i guess um have read about mostly is that um going back to algorithms right so like walmart amazon they're all about algorithms and how can we use algorithms to um improve our healthcare and make it cheaper and more accessible and more accurate so like for instance you put your um symptoms into into their system they have access to all of your healthcare records and then they give you a diagnosis and a treatment and you go pick up your medicine. So like chatbots. Yeah. Well, yeah. The other thing that Walmart is going to do is put in just like they got a pharmacy. Well, it, this article suggested that they would work its way out to look like this, that just like there's a pharmacy in all the Walmarts, there would also be a minute clinic in each one of them. Oh, they've already started that. But why, but why do you need to come to the clinic? I can literally video with you, um, you be seen, and I can have your medicine. Well, right now we're working on, I can have your medicine delivered to you. So you never have to wow. leave your home. Well, maybe if you don't have a computer. 
well, maybe the minute clinics will be what serves that that population that's still not so tech savvy or maybe don't have access to it. Yeah. Wow. Which will then still. So if you have the creation of these minute clinics and you have the booming of these telecounseling, telehealth counseling, mm-hmm. then it should drive the cost down so more people can go to the right things when they need them instead of running to the emergency room. Exactly. Because you could have got this checked out three months ago. Exactly. Wow. And y'all see, um, I've only honestly seen this in Dallas, um, but I'm sure it's other places, but the Walgreens with the uh, urgent care attached to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen one, but I think I was in like, yeah, it wasn't here. Yeah. I've only seen one, but like, I didn't, I mean, Walgreens is obviously a large company too. Walmart, I would assume Walmart's bigger, but um, I, I can see. Like I could see our world really being like that, Walmart and like Walmart. I mean, <clears throat> Amazon too. Like I love y'all, but it's some stuff we gotta clean up if y'all gonna serve the world right for real and with good conscience. But that's crazy. Like so to you, think that I'm just gonna. You said it right. You said good conscience. Like how can a computer have a good con? Like it's just an algorithm. So there. So you're missing the human emotional aspect of care. Which I'm partial because I'm a midwife. But wouldn't you have the humans deliver the information? Not necessarily. It could be a robot on the other end of the computer. So if a human was delivering the information, I would be fine with it. But if, you know, yeah. But if it's going to be you getting it all from the computer, well, then everybody going to think they got cancer. It's just going to be like WebMD. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Everybody think they got cancer or they got HIV. It's going to tell you the worst thing in the world every time you read it. I'm just (laughs) saying that is where technology and healthcare is going. I'm just letting you know. And I think about the liability in something like that, too. Well, Jasmine, I was remembering you telling me that, like, um, there was a way that, like, your moms could be sent, like, a stethoscope and a, a some kind of all this equipment that they can use on themselves, but mm-hmm. it will connect to the computer and read back to the doctor. That's what I was envisioning when you were talking about Walmart. But you're saying that it's going to be even less human touch. I believe potentially, so. potentially. Now, that's a miss. Because you use the algorithm to diagnose and treat simple primary care issues. And in that way, your specialist um, or somebody you need to really be seen in person, those those are saved for really, you know, face-to-face visits with a physician. I get that. But other than that... I can see it being helpful. I just hope somebody would be screening it. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. It's just... I'm also being devil's advocate, Jasmine, because like you said, you are, this is your profession. So I'm just being devil's advocate. Right. But I could see specifically in like term, like places like in rural areas as you serve, which is how I grew up. If you got more access to computers, that's really more access to doctors. And so you get more people and it's helping the doctors out because like I know where I'm from, it's been about four or five doctors my whole life in about two or three counties and you all know what all they you know what i'm saying and it's like they ain't really learning nothing new they just down her moving from hospital to hospital got the same rotation right just give more money and they're not really learning more and therefore helping the community so i think that could give you more access to stuff that's the positive i see exactly and um as far as learning and webinars i have during covid learned so much about like the disease itself and how it affects pregnancy because all these specialists are doing uh, webinars and spreading information and spreading, um, you know, up-to-date care. And so hopefully, 
I'm all I'm all about the positive. I'm trying to remain positive that this is going to make our healthcare system better. But also as a healthcare professional, if I'm behind a camera all day, like I would miss the interaction, but then I'm also thinking about my health. Like I'm, you know, I'm pushing 30 this year. I got a little back pain. <laughs> um, so sitting in a chair, honey, all day is it's it's bad for me, my eyes, you know. Diabetes runs in my family, therefore eye issues and then the um dealing with the I don't know. Nikki tried to tell me about this, but like certain color lights have different effects on the eyes and can we don't know how um the repercussions of those things and so it's all gonna affect us. It's all gonna affect us. Um I hope technology develops where like okay, now our glasses have a little tint when you, you know, have them on the computer so they don't hurt your eyes. I'm hoping that th- good things develop out of this. I'm hoping that those things become standard because you can get a blue light. You can get an anti-blue light put on your thing. But I mean, it costs, I think, like at least $100 to get it put on where I agree. I hope just like, you know, car newer cars come with like uh, that brake lock stuff where it'll stop or how it can uh, sense your cars. Like I hope like anti-blue reflection or whatever it's called becomes a standard by which we create technology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I hope they think about, I hope ergonomics are put into play more because I mean, there are plenty of companies who sell and promote ergonomic furniture, but we still go down to the Home Depot, the Office Depot and order that shit. And it ain't, ain't good for your backs, ain't good for your feet. You know what I mean? So I hope that if we do um, continue to have this virtual world continue to develop up under our noses, like everything has to adapt and we have to protect this. Yeah, that made me think of something else, Erica. I know that you and I had kind of talked about this, but was it in the staff meeting that we discussed like infrastructure and and the demands of it? So what I'm meaning, Jasmine, is that so right now what I'm seeing is that pretty much. When you when people made these computer screens and all this stuff way back in the day and they started doing this, they had no idea that we would be sitting at it this much in a day's time and there was probably somebody who said oh these rays of lights are going to be damaging but they were like it's only going to damage you you know if you stay at it for eight hours a day you know each day of the week for two or three years yeah because 30 years ago that seemed unreasonable but now it's so regular and so that's how i think there will be more researchers who are paying attention to the effects of being in front of technology so much. But what this made me think about before um, Jasmine was that a lot of people have seen that since everybody's been working from home, their internet is much slower. Some people's internet is cutting off and all these types of things. And I was sharing with Erica that that is pretty much, I think it's the classic case of it's what engineers work to solve all the time. Do we build something that's going to be strong enough for millions of people who will never use it? Or do we build it based off of what we're going to project for this area? And so I think that's, yeah, that's what they do. They project their area and they didn't project that all of us were going to be at home. Now we all at home, therefore everything going slow. So, so interesting. Ooh, so interesting. Um, well, I just want to kind of wanted to wrap it up with Ask Nurse J segment. Um, like I said earlier, I really have been enjoying the questions that I've been getting and I've had a lot of interest in, People wanting to get into healthcare because of COVID and they want to serve, you know, like maybe they have, this will be their second career, but they're just like, I want to help serve in, in any way I can. So in my wheelhouse, that means, you know, 
hooking them up with doula education, um, herbalists, things like that um, to serve the women in the community. So I just want to say that I appreciate that. Um, let me pull it up real quick. I've had a lot of sorors in my inbox. Hey, hey how doing? connecting with them. But um, I had a fellow uh, team member, colleague say, I've been listening to books to bills off and on for maybe a year or so. Finally had a chance to binge listen these last couple of days. Now I feel like I'm at the staff meeting too. So shout out to the colleagues that's catching up, that's paying cry. attention. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Shout out to y'all. And uh, yes. we all. We sure do appreciate yes. y'all. Yes. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs> I just get so emotional thinking about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, oh child, I'm just grateful. <laughs> Eric, how are. your reading going? You know, I've been on and off of a lot of things. So bad. Jasmine, as I saw Cheryl would say, let me tell my own story. Okay, sit down. <laughs> but no, um, honestly, I've been trying to focus on reading, exercising, and stretching specifically um lately and i've just kind of been mixing them all up like one week i do one i don't do the other kind of thing and it's i've been trying to make it very mindless um as to not like be rigid around when i completed or not and just really make it something i enjoy like today i went for a walk and it was amazing um so but my reading i'm getting there i'm almost i'm in i think i'm on like chapter 80 okay of the book you almost i'm close i got like like I think less than 20 chapters left which is not a lot for people who have no context it's so many chapters in the book they're really little um so I'm almost there um I will say having an electronic book (laughs) I have an electronic book a kindle and then one downside is the times when I really want to read the damn thing be dead I promise it be dead. Oh. And so then I'm like, well, I'm not finna sit up here and wait for it to come back on. And so then I end up just watching TV. So it is fully charged tonight. And because we've talked about it, I'm going to put set an intention to do a little bit of reading tonight before I go to bed. But I'm getting there. Okay, good, good. If um if you guys are interested in reading but don't want to sign up for a like subscription like Audible or because you can't really go. I, or if you don't want a physical book, you can... um. Call your library. You can email Jasmine and she's going to tell you to log no, no, in no. to her, uh, uh, no, 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 <laughs> her barnesandnobles.com. Absolutely okay. not, because y'all not going to pay the annual amount. So you can call and get a library card or do a library card online. And you can check out Audible books, you know, through your um, city library. So y'all use that free resource. Can you check out real books? Oh, Lord. The Poe Library is just going to go out. See, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how they would do, like, a curbside library checkout. I don't know, but... You can curbside turn them in? Yeah, that's true. I know. Actually, it was a library um close to where I lived in Sherwood. Off Sherwood, Shaq. And that library had a drive through window. Yep. So, hey, get your library book. But you would have to have already ordered it. Get your library book. Now, see... Well, this is a whole nother ass nurse J segment, but I'm like, Lots. that's a big exchange of germs, exactly, though. Exactly, Shaq. You read well, my mind. Not now, but obviously. Yeah, but yeah I was... maybe maybe later. But I'm thinking for now, you can definitely get your uh your e reader books, your audio books. So yeah, sign up for a library card, y'all. The library needs our support. 
They do so many things for the community. They say if or if a um, library and or a mall shut down in a city, that it, the economy really, really goes down. So y'all find your way to support your libraries. Baton Rouge. Well, um, yeah, I just think our like our grandkids or kids that will be our grandkids' age, the library ain't gonna be nothing to them but a community center and a website. Oh, that's so. <laughs> it's gonna be a community center and a website. Oh man, I feel it, like the library is such a part of your childhood. It's a part of being yeah, a kid. Yeah, but it, you know, so was picking cotton at one time, and we damn sure ain't right, did that. So, go ahead I mean, and close us out because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of you. <laughs> y'all don't know, connect with us send us an email if y'all want us to uh talk about something you want us to talk about uh um from books to bills podcast at gmail.com and then connect with us on instagram and facebook at books to bills podcast and then on twitter at books to bills y'all be blessed and stay safe in these unprecedented times <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.